This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we do a podcast on a, a nice Friday for you. Why the hell not? Mid-March, looking forward to the weekend. Al Dukes, what is up, man? A Friday podcast? Let's not get used to this, Jerry, as summer will be here very shortly. We're going to have yeah. to get those Thursday meetings canceled so that I we know. can do our podcasts on Thursdays. So your day can end at uh, 1221 instead of 1239. <laughs> oh, correct. I can't have my day ending. I mean, who has time these days, Jerry, to get things done? You know what I'm saying? You ever think about how lucky we are? Yes, now, I know the balance is we get up incredibly, incredibly early. That I know. But, I mean, think about what you just said. You're going to start your summer Fridays at 1030. Correct. Think about that. Well, right, but they start at, uh, you know, 230 in the morning, as I as we know. know. And there are a lot of people that cannot. I, I've talked to people that have turned down jobs, not radio jobs, but jobs in general, because they had to get up too early, which seems insane to me that you would turn oh down God. a good job because you had to get up early. There's, Certain people just cannot get up. Yes, they don't. No, it's not that they can't. First of all, Lazy. that's not true. They don't want to. Yeah. I would take it, and I mean this, I would take a job that started it. If you told me it was going to pay enough and I could go work somewhere from midnight to three before here, I'd go do it. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll go to bed at five o'clock if I have to. Yeah. I do love, like, uh, Gina's not one of those people. She she does not like to wake up early. And every once in a while when she has some sort of uh, one of her jobs to do and it might be taking place virtually in another time zone and she has to get up at, like, four o'clock in the morning. She's dead by like noon. Oh yeah, it, it kills her. Day. I love it. I, I love know. it. I've always told you, Al. One of my favorite days of the year was when my wife was working at the store doing retail. was Was Black Friday, and she would have to get up at three thirty and go work from five to probably one. 
And then by, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon, her eyes were so heavy and she just said, and she'd look at me and go, I don't know how you do this. And I would live off that for about a week and then it would yeah. fade away back to, you know, the normal routine. And why are you tired? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. Up on Friday night, trying to watch a movie, falling asleep, going, why are you falling asleep? Oh, I don't know. Because I've been getting up at 2.30 <laughs> or 3.30 for 15 years. <laughs> right. Five days you, a week. And you did it for two days, uh, two months ago. <laughs> And uh, and you realize it, but you're right; it fades away so quickly. Um, you're not kidding, for oh, people, funny. Jerry. Uh, you're right. Um, I agree. I was reading uh, a couple of articles about uh, dating apps, and it says that women are into. I, I've read this before, and I don't believe it. Women are into dad bods. I don't believe that. Me neither. I don't the, believe that. Here's the only time the the reason I could slightly believe it is. I believe that women, even women that are in very good shape physically. I think there are some women that feel pressure to be in even better shape if their boyfriend or husband is in really good physical shape. I think I there's agree. an added pressure to that. I totally agree with that. I could see that. And if but you're I dating, th- I a, think that goes both ways, though, don't you? You would think so, but I think guys like I think there are plenty of dad bods with beautiful bodied women because sure. I do think women are more forgiving of that and will always go personality first. Uh, you know. Or not 100%. Because otherwise, know about, Al, I don't know nerdy about guys. I'm around youth baseball, as you know now, for the yeah. last, Matthew 16. So for the last 11 years, 12 years maybe even, I've been around. What kind of shape are these parents in? And I would say it's 50-50. I would say, yeah, listen, you definitely have the couples that are both overweight. You've got the couples that are both in unbelievable shape. But there's also, I think, the same amount of couples where the husband is a is just a mess and she looks great. And then there's a lot of them, too, that is probably equal to the other where the woman is a mess and the guy's in shape. So I don't know that I necessarily believe that, but I will tell you, I just maybe this is me, is I have been on a constant battle of you know weight control my entire life. And my wife does not struggle with weight, and she's thin, and it drives me nuts that I can't even look at an Oreo cookie without putting on a couple of pounds. And she can sit there and just knock them back, and you know, it's nothing. It does nothing to her. Yeah, that has never made sense to me. Like, why, if I have a can of Coca-Cola with all the sugar and you have a can of Coca-Cola, why wouldn't that ha- affect us both the same way? It doesn't make our, sense. Our body composition is different. Like, a, so, for instance, if yeah, I have... why? I don't know. I don't know. If, like, if I have a Coke, and this is, this is a fact for me, if I have two slices of pizza and a Coke, it'll be like clockwork. By noon the next day, I will have a... And even at my age, I will have a giant zit or two on my face. It's like two I can, pizza... Two pieces of pizza and a Coca-Cola, and full a sugar Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah, full. And then, and then if you put a if you put pepperoni on one of those slices, oh hell, forget it. I'll look like I'm in high school again with the acne. Um, and yet there are other things like I can eat that don't affect me that you think would. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, none of it makes sense to me. I don't understand how like a calorie should be a calorie for every body. But it's not. It doesn't. It I don't not. know why. I don't know why. It's the problem with the science of it. Can we get a scientist on that? I think we could. To sure. figure it out, what's going on in the world. 
What else did I yeah. see? I see, uh, you know, that Paramount Plus streaming service? That's like the CBS, MTV, all the Viacom channels? Yes. They're bringing back Behind the Music. Oh, cool. I like those. Which was very popular when it was on VH1 uh, many years ago. Uh, they're doing new episodes. Now, the first episode I'm interested in, and then all the other ones I saw did not seem interesting. Oh, okay. Episode one is Huey Lewis. Hmm. I'm interested in Huey Lewis. I am too, but only because there's got to be something there, because Huey Lewis doesn't seem like an explosive type of personality to me. Well, he does have, uh, I know he has tinnitus now, which oh, which uh, he, he can't even really perform anymore because of the hearing loss. Oh, okay. So maybe they'll get into that. But the other ones, the other episodes I saw listed, J-Lo. That, well, yeah. R- Ricky Martin. No, not interested in that. I want to see real singers. I don't think J-Lo really, I feel like, you know, she's super produced in the studio. Same with Ricky Martin. She's an amazing performer, though. Is that like right? Dance, I mean, dance-wise? Dance-wise, oh yes. But is she a I mean. real singer? I don't. That I don't know. I know, though, she is one hell of an entertainer, though, if you see her live. I've had friends that have seen her, and friends that only went because their wives wanted to go and have just said it is just so much energy at the show. So much more than they thought it would be as men. Yeah, I mean, because they wanted to go see Phil Collins do a show in a wheelchair. Right. <laughs> yeah, he would be boring. Yes. Don Henley, boring. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Probably. Hmm. Hmm. I did see this, which I found interesting. You know, as we get older, Jerry, we it's harder for us to get adult friends. Right. Which many of us don't want any more friends. Like, whatever we have, we're good with. But uh, there are people when uh, a couple in uh, Cape Coral, Florida, had moved into town, a new town. They got a new house, new neighborhood for them, and they were having a hard time meeting people. And they wanted to meet their neighbors. Uh, so they put a sign up on their lawn, a free beer, Friday at 4 p.m. <laughs> and they hung out in their driveway with beers and had their neighbors come by. And that's how they met them. That's You know what? Free beers. You, you get props for creativity right there. That's a good one. <laughs> I would that go meet really my neighbors funny. if they were offering free beers on a Friday. Yes, I, I would too. Cold beers on a Friday night. That sounds fun. Do do do. That's it. The only right. problem is, and now it's free beer, and that's cool. But like, if you're the people going for the free beer, that means you got to actually go talk. Yes, you then have to talk, right? I did. Fo- oh, I did that. My person, personality trait thing. We oh, did the personality test. Yeah, what'd you come back as? I'm a defender. A defender. Yeah. Uh, did you come back as introvert, extrovert? Um, introvert. I'm trying to find it. Where the hell did I do it? Here we go. My 16 personalities. It came back, let's see, uh, the Defender introverted 58%, a 54% observant. Uh, I judge, I, this stunned me. This came back as judging 57%. Mm. Yours must have been at 105. Let me look. Let me get mine. Hold on, Jerry. Because I, I don't care what other people do. I really don't. The one, there's not many things that, Kim and I argue about, and not even argue, that's not even the right word, disagree about is probably a better word, and I'll always be like, boy, you just love watching other people, and she's like, yep, love people watching, and she'd be like, you don't care, do you? I'm like, no, I don't. All right, let's go to the go to the profile again. Okay, so you got uh, introverted or extroverted? Introverted. At what percent? 58. 
I got introverted 90%. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, did you get right. uh, intuitive? Mm, no. Where would I see that? I'm just I don't know. I my, had that under mine. I'm looking at my traits in my email. Okay, go ahead then. So what other traits do you have? Observant, 54%. Oh, okay. Feeling, 61%. I don't know what that wow. means. Wow. What? What? That means you're more... You're, you you um, notice people's feelings more. Oh, okay. Which is nice. nice. I don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) Judging 57%. So what did you guess my judging would be? 105. (laughs) 92%. Yeah, that sounds right. Judging people. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) How about turbulent? I don't know what that means. No. I can't read. Hey, a turbulent, I think. Yeah, turbulent. What does that mean? I'm not sure, but I got 63%. And I got 54 Turbulent. My strategy is for constant improvement. I would agree with that. That's what mine says. And role sentinel. I don't know what that means. Yeah, mine says analyst. I got architect type. It's uh, 16personalities.com with the number 16 in the website there. So that uh, if you want to play along. So so you're saying uh, your architect personality? Um, Yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. That's right. It was fun to do. I mean, I you know, the problem is some of the questions I'm looking at, I'm like, I don't even have to answer this. Yeah, right. Some yeah, of, some of them were like, mm. A little bizarre. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What are you doing this weekend? This weekend? Oh, well, you know, I'm on the condo board here. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and Friday, today, Friday at 5, we have a condo board meeting. Oh. Okay. Sorry to hear that. Five o'clock. I hope you bring in the uh, the Casamigos. Uh, well, it's all virtual now, so uh, which is good. But I'll have a, an Al's boring beer maybe while I'm uh, while I'm sitting through this. Other than that, Jerry, my um, my weekend's open. Okay, just like every Wide other day of the week. Open. Wide open. What is your weekend looking like? Yeah. What's your situation? Well, I got a Rutgers game at nine thirty tonight. Oh right. Where do you I've, where are you doing that at? Football stadium. SHIA stadium? Correct. Software House International. Is that what it is? I don't even know what it stands yeah. for. Look at you. And then tomorrow's, oh, well, no, I have baseball practice at 11. I've got dinner with friends tomorrow night. And then I'm hoping to have another Rutgers game on Sunday. What place you going? What? Uh, don't give me the name of the place. What type of place are you going to with friends? Uh, it's, a, it's a friend's restaurant. So oh. it's, it's an Italian restaurant. What town? May don't I ask? No. Tell me not. off the air. I'm just curious. That's fine. I'd be happy to do that. All right. You don't so, want people following you there. No, not that. I it's hear just, you. I'm just, I don't need to publicize, you know, the name of the, it's whatever. Right. So, yeah, so we're doing that, and uh, and, and then I'll be sitting there on Sunday at 3 o'clock saying, oh, i got to get up again tomorrow. That <laughs> so has you only become have a grind. The waking up early? Yeah. Yes. It hits you on Sundays at 3 p.m.? I would say right around between 2 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I start, and I've never been like this, but the longer we do it, it's getting harder to get up. So about the 12 hours, like, do you start to think, like, wow, I have to get up in 12 hours from now? Yeah, so it's funny you say that because we went to my parents' house a couple Sundays ago, and we were going over to get there for 3 o'clock. And at 2.40, we're in the car, and I looked at it, and Kim's like, why are you staring at the clock? I said, it just hit me. That my alarm goes off in twelve hours, right? And we're not even where we're going yet. Right, we're going out for the day. Right, we're like our day's just starting. 
I said, there are some people that don't function on less than 10 hours sleep. Yeah. I said, I'll be lucky if I get five tonight. And I think that's it. Like, I wish I could fall asleep and go to bed at, like Eddie does at 6 p.m. Yeah, it's tough, especially like now. Like, I definitely noticed the difference with uh, last weekend was starting of the daylight savings. Yes, it's difficult. It's cold. That's it's a killer. A, it's sure. Now, I, go, I usually sleep with a pillow over my head, over my face. Oh. So it doesn't really, I know, it doesn't really affect me as much. But it's just when you hear kids still outside playing, yeah. the world's alive, and you're trying to lay down yes. at, you know, 8 o'clock on a summer night, it's it's stupid. The world is alive and well, and here you are retreating back to your bedroom. Pretty much. To and go to sleep. You, and what's most frustrating is you're retreating to your bedroom, and you can't even sleep. That drives right. me, oh, that drives me crazy. Hmm. That I don't care for anymore. Yeah. So we'll do this on a Sunday instead. Put out a sign on your front lawn, free beer. <laughs> Have some neighbors come over, drink I'm some beers. You'll get nice and sleepy. I think the one thing that disappoints me with the Rutgers game, though, tonight, since it is my birthday, not that I really care all that much. I would like to have a drink tonight, but I can't. Right. You can't. I cannot. So I'll have to right. save that for tomorrow. Or you have one after the game, but then you're drinking alone. No, it'd be midnight, dude. By the time yeah. I get home, 9.30, 11.30, done with the postgame show at 10 after. Yeah, I'll be home until 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. No, I'm Do you not like either. Rutgers' chances tonight? I actually love Rutgers' chances tonight. Love their chances. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but I think they've got a great chance to win. I think both Mile- these teams are very even. Am I allowed to bet on Rutgers in New Jersey or no, no because they're a college no. team? Any, I think any team, any uh, any college team in New Jersey is off limits no matter where they play. Off the board. Yeah, they should be off the board, absolutely. Okay, because they don't want me being able to in- directly influence a player. Yeah, I suppose that's why. Yeah, I so, think that yes. is the reason. Yep. So, All right, Jerry, sorry. what do you say we do the warm-up program now? Works for me. That was terrific. Everyone enjoy their weekends. I'll do my live. Best. If I could just leave a message for everyone. Live. <laughs> Enjoy. Just <Al>. live. <laughs> All right. See you all. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't Especially suck. not on a summer Friday. 5.04, here we go. On a Friday, I am in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri, and down in Bradley Beach, we find Al Teddy Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? Summer Friday, Jerry. It was snowing out here. Oh, not a summer Friday? I guess it's no. still a spring Friday. Summer Friday next week, I think I we're going to be in the 60s. I think next week, because I was out there walking the dog in the snow wasn't sticking, but it wasn't rain. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? I hear you. Frozen particles, which does not really align with a summer Friday. I find it bizarre down the shore sometimes how when we get snow, you get rain. And it was pouring by my house. There was no snow at all. And yet it's snowing by you today. Very odd. It is very odd. I don't know what goes on with the ocean and its uh, effect on the atmospheric pressures and the clouds and the precipitation. We all get precipitation, Jerry. I guess it just depends on what, what if it decides to fall in crystals, snowflake crystals or rain droplets or kids and pets. And I watched a um, documentary last night, Jerry. Called, You're kidding, yeah. Called The Last Blockbuster. 
Ah, uh, you know, I actually about, do uh, want to watch this. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It just came out, I think, yesterday. And it's about the... Fu- There's still a blockbuster video located and operating in Bend, Oregon. Oh, I thought it was in Alaska. It's in Oregon, huh? Well, uh, the, the last four stores uh, around were Bend, Oregon, and then three in Alaska. Okay. And the three in Alaska finally shut down. And now it's just this last remaining. And it's like a legitimate video store. You go there, you rent DVDs. Uh, you get your microwave popcorn. You Man, get what your is snow going caps. on in Bend, Oregon, that people are still doing that? It's still popular on Fridays and Saturday nights. It's a throwback to a different era, Jerry. I get that, and I'm sure it's kind of neat and nostalgic. But yeah. at the end of the day, you still got to pay rent in your employees every month. I'm amazed that they can yeah. still they maintain are, ty- that type of business. They are still doing it, yeah. And in fact, the woman who runs it, which is the documentary, is as much about this woman who runs it as it is about the the video industry when she needs to get new releases and things she goes to uh target and buys the dvds oh my gosh and wow then goes to like uh sam's club or wherever and gets her uh candies and uh popcorn and well all that, that i believe that she sells you yeah. would think you would think as the last video store rental she'd have some sort of in with the companies yeah it was really interesting though it really broke down like why how blockbuster took over the mom and pop video stores yeah and now yeah, there's only one remaining it. now there's only one remaining and they got to compete with Redbox, right uh red box yep they're competing with Redbox, video on demand all that sort of thing yeah now. exactly and they do make a point that it is different to Watch a movie that's just, you don't have to leave your couch versus making it part of the date night, whether you were on a date night with your wife or a, a new guy or gal of going to the mo- movie video store, roaming around, talking about the movies you like, finding something you both like, bringing it to the counter. Yeah, too stressful. Having to return it. All that stuff. Yeah, I'm good. You rather me too. I'd rather just hit play. play. <laughs> That's right. What's it gonna cost me? Five dollars? Okay, play. You know what I watched last night? The Nick game. The Knicks. <laughs> How'd they do? They actually won. They well, not did. actually. Yeah, they beat the Magic. Oh, the Magic were terrible, and they, they were are. sweating it out at the end. But yeah, I actually shut it off. I watched it up until they had a big run early third quarter. And Frank Neal Aquino, who couldn't buy a bucket, hits like back-to-back threes. I'm like, all right, here we go. And then they were up. I want to say they going up by 12 or 13, and I passed out. And then I woke up and I heard they had to sweat it out at the end. I'm like, what? Ooh. So, yeah, so you watched the documentary about Blockbuster. Blockbuster. I watched the Nick game, hence why this show works. Mm, okay. And uh, so, so when you woke up, was the game over and you realized they had to sweat it out? Or when you woke up, were they sweating out the victory? No, they were in the 17th overtime at 2.30 a.m., and wow. I was able to catch the final 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> no, the game was long over by then, yes. So when you woke up, what was on the screen? Uh, nothing, because I I passed out and woke up when the TV was on, and I turned the TV off. It was a commercial. Oh, okay. It was a commercial. Yes. I always like to know like what's going on on the TV in the middle of the night when you when you wake up from being passed out. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, usually like it's an infomercial. Something. Yeah, an infomercial rerun of something. Yes, a good old black and white comedy it could be. Or if you have like ESPN on or MSG or yes, a lot of times you're getting the rerun of the game. Oh, I see. They just rerun it in case uh, you're getting home late. You had a big night out or you're working and you get yeah. home and you want to watch the Nick game. It's on replay. Absolutely. All right. 
Jerry, we got another day. Another Deshaun Watson accuser has come forward. A third woman now has filed a lawsuit. And aren't there up to nine now that this, the attorney uh, has? Yeah, the attorney says he has nine women coming forward. Now, later on today, this fellow, the lawyer, he's going to hold a press conference at 2.30 Central Time, which I guess makes that 3.30 Eastern Time. Ooh, you smart. Um, I nailed it. Uh, <laughs> he is going to live stream it on Facebook. Yeah, sure. And he promises to release multiple texts from Deshaun right. Watson at this time. This is what I said to you yesterday that concerned yeah. me. And now I was 100% with you on Wednesday when we discussed this. When we now, thought it was Fugazi? Now I'm concerned. Me too. Be- because now it's not one, it's not two. I mean, hell, it's not even the third, which was bad enough when I walked out of here yesterday. Now they're saying there could be six more women on top of the three that might file charges. And this yeah. is starting to become a pattern. Now, one of the text messages was released where, which doesn't show guilt. He's asking if, uh, you know, prior to the massage, he's texting the massage therapist asking if she's comfortable with the with the um, inner thigh area. The glutes, I guess. That's not the glutes. I forget what it's called. He used the actual term for the yeah. muscles there, but it's the muscles near your groin area. Right. And then they also released another text message wherein he was apologizing if he made her feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But again, nothing specific. No, 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 not at all. I'm just, I'm concerned with the numbers now. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a numbers game now. When it's one person, you go, well, it's a he said, she said. When it's two, it starts to be a little more. When it's upwards of nine. Right. And the third one yesterday, you know, where she's claiming he was forcing her. Yeah. Suggesting or forcing. I'm not sure exactly the term that was used about performing sex acts on him. Oh, boy. That's that's a bad one. That's uh, yeah, it's problematic for sure. I mean, it makes you I will tell you this. I went from very much feeling like, God, these money hungry, you know, thieves to, oh, boy, this Mm -hmm. might be serious. Let me ask you for a Jerry Recco 2021 NFL prediction. Does Deshaun Watson play quarterback for any team in 2021? Interesting. Wow. Um. A game or the season? Because that's a good question, too. I'm going to say, is he a starting quarterback week one? I mean... How about this? Is he a starting quarterback week one for somebody? I hate to say this, but I'm going to say no right now. Same here, Jerry. I'm with you. It's too many women now. Yep. That makes you think, again, maybe there's something to this, Mm -hmm. as opposed to how I felt 48 hours ago. Yep. So, listen, a lot's going to depend on the... Evidence, the text messages are going to be huge, what we see and read. Yes. Um, and they're going to be big for him. The, you know, the one thing about him is he came out and vehemently denied the first one. I don't think we've heard from him since, and my guess would be his attorney probably told him to shut up now, Correct. Um, let him deal with it. But if you do that, and yet you have sent those text messages, assuming there is something that's damning in terms of evidence against you, and you went so far the other way to defend yourself and you knew you might have sent bad text messages, that's going to make them look really bad, Al. Yeah, this is a bad scene, as they say, Jerry. I, yeah, it is. It's not good. It is bad not good. scene going yep. on. Uh, we got some baseball news yesterday that... Uh, Again, well, not good. Uh, oh, oh, the Mets-Carlos Carrasco situation? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that's where you were going. I could go there, Jerry. He's uh, going to be out six to eight weeks. This hamstring, why don't we do uh, exercises to strengthen the uh, hamstrings? I don't understand this. I said this to Eddie before. 
But they do stretch. That's oh. what spring training is. It's stretching, stretching and throwing, basically. All right. How in the hell do you tear a hamstring? Do I, Have you ever seen? You've seen spring training drills. They're barely moving at 50%. Yeah. I don't understand. It's like when I watch somebody do physical therapy where you're like, this can't possibly be doing anything. They're like pedaling on a bike at right. zero miles an hour. Uh, yeah. I It's fascinating to me. It really is. And so you're talking two months, which who knows? Maybe that means three months. Well, you know, it's two months that, before like, he can get just back get back on the field. Right. And then is he really going to go through a full season and not re-injure his hamstring? I don't know. That's no. one of those that's one of those muscle groups that you really get concerned. It's why it's partly why I think the Nets with Durant are being so ridiculously cautious with his hamstring. Yeah, and part of that too is they keep winning. So what is the rush to get him back? And you're concerned that if you do bring him back slightly early that you could really do more harm to it. So you're right. It's one of those injuries and one of those muscles that really worries you. Is that just a long muscle that connects like your butt to your back of your knee? Uh, if you, I, I, that would be my guess. I don't know that. I'm not 100% sure. I, but I would think so, yeah. I mean, if you sit there right now as I am, that's exactly what it feels like. Let me Google that, Jerry. You hamstring. And I'm going to want to look at it in a muscle. You know what I'm saying? Like, in a, I want to see it in a muscle. I mean, you could probably right, see your up. hamstring right through the, the skin of your leg. My hamstring? Oh, yeah. Look at the hamstrings, Jerry. Those are, that's a nice long, it's a long muscle. What if we did this? Uh, like a bionic hamstrings for athletes. I'd be okay with that. But then like they'd just, be cheating. Just, no, no. You make it like it's, you know, you have to get it for the, for your health. So 2021, the vaccine's mandatory. 2022, yeah. bion- bionic hamstring. Bionic hamstrings. There you That's go. What, like if I was a doctor right now, I'd be like, what could be my specialty? There's already, everyone's already got the specialties. What if we did bionic hamstrings? And you, Turns out I have a bionic penis. Well, I was going to say that done. you, I was just about to say you've already put yourself in the world of bionics and Eddie yeah, I mean, beat me to it. I mean, that's already a thing. There are already doctors who are quote unquote experts at that. Yeah. There are no current experts that I'm aware of unless someone wants to come forward. Ooh, that'd be a cool field to get into. And the bionic hamstring. Yeah. We what make a fortune st- now. What are you studying at Duke? Uh, I'm specializing in bionic hamstrings, and I'm going to plan on putting them in all the super athletes around the world. Who wants to be the first you know, to use my bionic hamstrings? Not for nothing. We have seen some ridiculous studies out there that are yeah. backed by science. Would you be stunned to find out that scientists weren't working on something like that already? But no, I, I would think they are. And I'm looking uh, as I'm studying my muscles, not my actual muscles, the, the, the photographs on the Internet. There are it looks like three different hamstring muscles within the hamstring. So you would need three bionic muscles now. I'm telling I'm taking a look my at goodness. bionic muscles, bionic muscles. Jamie. Yeah, actually Don't give away our idea. Well, if you don't see anyone talking about bionic hamstrings, let's stop talking about it right now. Because all I need is one slimy doctor to steal this from us. Al's boring bionics. Al's boring. That bionic actually sounds kind of cool. Just muscles, and I'd put in once we once we were experts at the bionic hamstring for athletes. I'd bionic biceps and triceps just for regular dudes. And you know what's so cool is you're such a cool. star now and celebrity. Yeah. Kane might actually give you free tuition to come study this. Kane University. They yeah. don't have a bionic hamstring department. We'll Jerry. create the department. Gonna, it's a lot of work. I'm sure somewhere in London there's a bionic hamstring department. I think Australia. 
Oxford or something. You know what I mean, Jerry? Some place where they're some place where they're not afraid to put bionic muscles in athletes. Understood. Here in America, too many lawsuits. A lot I mean? of lawsuits here. A lot of lawsuits, Jerry. That's who we should be. We should be attorneys. Attorneys? Oh, I would love to I would love to argue cases, but I wouldn't be able to be a a defendant. Al and Jerry, Recco and Dukes, attorneys <laughs> at law. Have you been we would just be ambulance chasers. <laughs> have you been injured in an accident? Does someone near you have COVID and breathes on you at work? <laughs> or are you just a money hungry pig? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what mesothelioma is, but we'd get involved in lawsuits <laughs> with that. Hi. Alan Jerry here. We're currently Googling mesothelioma <laughs> to see what it is exactly. And when we figure it out, if you've been exposed, please call us. <laughs> Quarter after five. We're going to take a break, try and figure out other things we can uh, go after money for for you. And then when we come back, more stories. And then, of course, Boomer and Geo at six. It is a fan Friday. Don't go away. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. Well, you say doo doo, I say woohoo. It's 525, it's Friday, a lot going on. The NCAA tournament began last night with the four play-in games. The Knicks won last night, you had the Devils win, Islanders lost, and Al Dukes watching documentaries on videos. What else? I was thinking of uh, WFAN's own uh, Tom Izzo last night because I saw that head coach Tom Izzo of Michigan State uh, got into it with one of his players heading into the locker room at halftime. Yeah, it happens a lot, actually. Yeah, so I just thought, well, and that's what Mr. Izzo, uh, the head coach, said, that uh, you know now every th- we make a big deal out of everything, but this is just what happens in uh, sports. Yeah. But I knew that our own Tom Izzo would be getting some heat on Twitter for yelling at a player. <laughs> he was, and uh, he was responding uh, to so the people. funny. Who still have no idea that he is not the head coach of Michigan State. He's the guy who does uh, digital videos and that sort of thing at WFAN. I think that is tremendous. Then our own uh, afternoon program of Carton and Roberts. You know, WFAN is, uh, we're more of a, um, a reactionary place, right? So news breaks we react we're not normally the type of organization that breaks news not anymore we used to be not anymore we used to be but uh carton roberts are really kind of changing that up in the afternoon first the other day they broke that uh yankee stadium city field they're gonna open up at 20 percent capacity right and we got that official announcement yesterday we got that official announcement yesterday which i'm I'm excited i want to go they were not happy that they were not getting the credit that they wanted uh, for having it the day before, so they were not happy about that. I heard them yelling. Uh, so you're happy about that, 20%? I am, yeah, because opening day you'll have the full 20% sold out, and then I'm going to look to games 2 through uh, 81 and go to a game. I can't wait. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I cannot wait to go buy some tickets. Right. You also got to think, like first of all, getting into the stadium, getting out of the stadium, Easy. waiting in line. Easy. Urinals. Easy. All much easier with only 20% capacity. Although, Al, I don't believe you'll have everything open there. That's true. Which is fine. I'm going for the game. They open all the urinals. Well, the bathrooms will be open, but you're not going to have all the concessions open, That's I wouldn't true. think. But I'm still, I'm ready to go. 
Plus, your chances of getting a foul ball or a home run ball are much better. That is very true. Where will you choose to sit? I always go left field bleachers because I want a home run ball. Oh, I did the bleachers. Well, like the left field, yeah, just above, just over the wall in left field. No, I no, what? I like, I like, I want to be on the infield. Infield. Yes, I want to be between first and third base. Hmm. I don't, I don't like sitting out in the outfield. I no? don't think you get a great perspective. I really don't. No. No, but you get a chance at a ball. Yeah, you get foul balls too. Yeah, a lot more foul balls hit than there are home runs in a game usually. I would love to catch a ball at like I caught a ball at a Somerset Patriots game. Yeah. And I still think about it. And that was at a minor league whatever. I, I caught a ball at a Met game. You did? Yes. I, you know that. When a I was foul in the, ball? Yeah, when I was in the suite with my friend. A foul ball. I was sitting in the you first row it or of the you suite. It up no, I the caught it. No, I caught it. All right. Right at me. And it was one of those things where the ball was coming in slow motion. Well, this thing's coming right at me. And then I caught it's it. It's coming right for us. Yeah. And then I turned to like, hey, Joseph, I got you a ball. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Because he was not watching the game. Shocking. And uh, I said, off his bat, I just caught it. And everybody's like, what? Because everyone was eating. No one was watching. I think I was the only one out there watching the game with one of my friends. And I caught the foul ball. It was the only time I ever caught a foul ball. Now, when you caught it, did you hold it up to the crowd like, I did. "Ah, Yes. Uh, Yes, I did. Yeah, (laughs) because people were cheering you, I bet. (laughs) That is exactly right. That is true. Now, Sal Licata caught a ball in the home run derby at City Field. I don't know if you know that. I think off the bat of Bryce Harper, I believe. I do not know that. Yeah. He must have put that, uh, that must be in his man cave of action figures. I would certainly think so. And then he he held it straight up and he was screaming and yelling. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I think that was his profile pick on Twitter for a while. It's funny you say like it was in slow motion because even at that minor league game where I caught a foul ball, it you're right. It was like slow motion coming yeah. at you. It's really something, isn't it? Yeah. That's when you know you've gotten really good to catch the foul ball because it's slowed down for you. So maybe that's what I'll do. I'll go to City Field, twenty percent capacity. You're I'll sit out in City Field. I'll, I'll sit out in left field, Jerry, with my mask on. We can't get you to come to work. You're going to City Field, <laughs> and I'll be catching foul balls. The only thing you're going to see is the Bradley Beach city limits. Mm, that's probably true. About as far as you're going. Maybe I'll catch a softball at a local softball <laughs> game. Now that would be fun. Now the other thing that Cartner Roberts did breaking news yesterday was uh, we did get official news of the NFL's next round of media rights deals, TV yes. deals. Which would the- now clear this up for me. Yeah. This starts in 2023? Correct. So this is not for this season coming up? Correct. This is okay. the 2023 season. Most okay. of the things seem to stay the same, except for uh, Thursday Night Football will go exclusively to Amazon. Right. The Amazon Prime streaming. Yep. So, listen, you've got another two years... That has another two years to mature as a streaming service. Like yep. when people are like, oh, my father's never going to know where to find this game. So give it another two years. I will tell you, my parents already know how to do it. It's yeah. Amazon Prime, and it's easy. And it's actually um, well done. So I, that that one didn't bother me too much. And, and if you're a Giant fan or a Jet fan, when they're on, it's still going to be on local TV. Maybe I'll do a YouTube video in 2023. Old people, this is how you get Amazon Prime. You could Click do that. on your TV. I think that would actually help out a lot of people. It would, right? If they can find YouTube, of course. Oh, good point. Right. Exactly. So I'd have to do a YouTube video for kids to tell their parents and grandparents to how to find Amazon Prime. Yeah, exactly. If you do that, you're golden. So, okay, so Thursday Night Football goes to Amazon Prime. And then what Carton and Roberts were saying was a done deal. Yeah, which really had me excited for a moment. 
was that the Sunday ticket will be heading to ESPN Plus, right. which now is the, a streaming service. But then the president of ESPN yesterday said that is not true. We've only had exploratory conversations. Right. And Craig says it is true, and you'll see when it happens. I, and I, I believe him. I don't. Me I have too. no reason not to. He's usually – here's what I've learned about him and Boomer, too. When they usually say something like this, they know from someone. Right. And so I do uh, – I believe that he's got sources and someone's telling him that that's a done deal. It's just – it sucks that they came out and said, no, there's no deal at all, actually. Although, like, the head of uh, – it was the head of ESPN, right, who was saying yeah. that, that when this becomes av- available, we are very interested. Yeah. But then I also read an article that said DAZN is very interested, too. DAZN? Yeah. Yeah, that's another one that's interested in having it as a streaming property. Yeah. Hmm. And, yeah now, listen – I you see for someone like me, the Amazon Prime thing is interesting because I don't know anyone that doesn't have Amazon Prime at this point because you've got it for the shopping. So with that, you get the subscription to Prime. Correct. So I don't. I really don't know anyone that doesn't use Amazon. So to me, that's not a big deal. The ESPN Plus one is interesting because I have no interest in it. Me neither. But if you're telling me Sunday Ticket's going to be on it and I can stream all the games, even though I love Red Zone. I'm also a game. I'd prefer to watch a game. If there's a big game on, I'd rather that than the Red Zone channel. I think I have to do it. There should be another streaming service I got to add. But they're also saying that if if that does go, if Sunday Ticket does go to ESPN Plus, that it will be an additional fee. Oh yeah. On top of the ESPN Plus. I'm sure you're going to have to have ESPN Plus for however much a month it is, and then you're going to have to spend the 400 bucks on the uh, on the Sunday Ticket, just like right now at DirecTV. Yeah. It's too much, Jerry. It's a lot of money. Well, it is and it's not. You know, I agree with you, and I used to be, as you know, I had DirecTV for years for the Cowboy games, and you're right, $380, $400, whatever it is, is a lot of money. There's no question about it. But then I sit there and think about it. You're getting 12 games every Sunday that you otherwise wouldn't. Correct. For the course of the season, and you break it down how much you're paying per game, it's really not. It's it's not. I'm sorry. So you're com- you'd be comfortable paying that? I mean, I've done it before. I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do I like it? No. Am I comfortable with it? Of course. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, CBS, NBC, uh, ABC, Fox, all that, all that pretty much stays the same. Yeah, the only difference is ABC is going to get a couple of Super Bowls, and they're going to get some – I guess they're going to – ESPN will move some games to ABC, um, and you're going to get three Monday night doubleheaders I saw. Oh, yeah, and then some of those that they're also going to move to the ES, ESPN Plus platform. Yeah, you're going to get some um, premium, uh, some streaming games. So, well, it is what it is. It's, I mean, you know what? This is the direction we've been going in for a few years now. I think we know it. We've talked about it, and it's kind of upon us. I just hope, for, was it, I think Ray Martel tweeted this out, which I thought, wow, two days in a row I mentioned Ray. I was going to say, you referenced the yeah. Ray Martel. I don't know. Well, because well, one was the story about quitting. And taking over the radio station, that was a funny story. This was, and I agree with them, with the streaming services, you're, you still don't have it perfected to where the games are really live. In, in a lot of cases, you're on 45-second to one-minute delays, and that stinks. It stinks if you're that. following along on Twitter. It does. Somebody's tweeting or, stuff. Yeah, yeah well, or if you just have the scoreboard up on your computer and the scores are live. No. So, yeah, I don't really have a problem with it. See, I do because of the work I do. 
So that's kind of bothersome. But whatever. It's a, That's a problem for two years down the road for the most part when the games go to Amazon Prime. And maybe it'll be all figured out, the delays by maybe. then. Maybe. Jerry, imagine what goes on in two more years with uh, streaming and stuff. It's going to be awesome. And you're going to have bionic just, hamstrings. Bionic, you'll be sitting on your couch. And bionic hamstrings, bionic biceps, looking muscular. With the game streaming right into your eyeballs directly, no TV needed, into yeah. your brain. And people will be calling us for lawsuits. Yes. All right, quick break. 25 in front of six. Back in just a moment. Boomer and G at the top on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. All right, 20 in front of six. Hope you're enjoying your Friday morning. I got to tell you, this morning was one of those days that the alarm went off, and I had no idea what day it was. I was lost. Where am I? Yeah, I, I drove in, no joke, on Wednesday. I think I hit the Outer Bridge Crossing when I realized it wasn't Friday. You're like, Friday, holla. It was what? Wednesday, Tuesday? Al. <laughs> and today I woke up. I'm like, where are we? Oh, it's Friday. Okay, cool. It's, Man. Is today your birthday? It is. How did you know that? that? You know what? I was just, uh, sometimes I go through my uh, Google photos, you know, like the this year, 10 years ago, but and there's a photo of you 11 years ago holding a fudgy the whale cake from today. <laughs> 11 years. <laughs> wow, I turned 36 11 years ago. 11 years ago, it was in the uh, studio before MSG was even doing the show. So the CBS Sports Radio studio now. Yeah. I was in there with Amy Lawrence this morning. Yeah, there was nothing on the walls. It was just like a bare, barren studio, and you holding up a fudgy the whale cake. I got to tell you, that studio now is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they decorated it lovely. Yes. We didn't even put your name on the cake. It just says, we just bought like a generic happy birthday Fudgy the whale cake. Because that was an afterthought. It was like at 8 o'clock, someone realized it said, crap, someone <laughs> sends someone out to get this damn cake. So you're 47 then today, yes? This is what I'm told. Mm. Yeah. Three more years, the big one. You still got three more years before even the big one. So That's you true. So much time. Just there. think I started here when I was 23. Is that right? Yeah. If I would have told the 23-year-old Jerry Recco that at 47, you would still be in the building, what would you have said, Jerry? Um, that I've done something right. Right. I don't know that I would have believed it because I really mm-hmm. thought I was going to have to leave to come back. That was always the thought when I first started here. When I first had that interview with Eddie Scazzeri and Eric Spitz back in uh, 1996 before I started in January of 97, I always thought I would have to leave to come back. Meaning uh, why? Because I always kind of thought you would never get the opportunity to place like this. Mm-hmm. If you didn't go gain some actual, and now I did go get on-air experience at other places, but it was always in the, it was always in Jersey or New York. I didn't, I didn't have to leave. So, for instance, when I was doing the mornings at 106.3, as you know, I was only working at that point, I think, Friday nights here. But I never quit quit. It was like gotcha. I gave up the full-time overnight producer board op job in favor of, can I just work part-time while I go work on other things? And Sports Phone was probably the, 
was probably the best job I had that prepared me to at least be an anchor. Why don't we get a, a documentary on Sports Phone? We got one on the last blockbuster. I would love to see a documentary on uh, you know, Sports Phone. Th- th- that's not a bad idea. Why don't? How about you and Izzo create a uh, company, a production company, and there's your okay. first piece. And I guarantee you could sell it to Netflix or Amazon Prime. Who knows? Yeah, no, I got to go Netflix, Jerry. Amazon Prime seems like the Amazon Prime's level, awesome, though. It really, second is good. level down. Yeah, so you say. Do you think like Don LaGreca and stuff that they were videotaping back then that we'd be able to find video? You know what? Of sports we, phone. I don't know when he were when I was there though. No, I didn't. Because didn't, remember, right. there were no phones. Like you would have well, really I mean. needed like, a camera. That's what's funny about seeing all of these documentaries now. When people have footage of like like even the Woody Allen Mia Farrow documentary. Yeah, but they, they were had, like a regular video footage of them just swimming in the pool. But like, they were also in the business. I mean, they were in film. Good point. Good point, Jerry. I don't think most people. See, if I went back, I don't think I have many home videos at all from our childhood. I really don't. And they're always of just, if you do, they're of like your birthday yes. blowing out the candles yes. and opening presents on Christmas <laughs> and nothing in between. You're right. You're Now a lot of photos. Right. So I don't know. Perhaps you could do a documentary on sports phone with photos. But even the two years I did it, I didn't take any pictures working there. Yeah. There's no chance I did that. You didn't know you'd be a documentary filmmaker 20 years down the road. You know what? I didn't. Now, in college, I did take uh, a film class, cinematography, and then also um, film production. So I did do that. Actually, we did a a film scene where we actually did a mock-up of um, an assault and then a fight in the backyard. Do you have that on videotape somewhere? Uh, maybe. I, I don't know where, though. I could tell because that was film. That was like legit. Like we had to go into the studio and cut it. And But I I have no idea where that would be. I am, I've become, while a lot of people are hoarders and don't like to throw things out, Kim will yell at me because I throw too much stuff out. Yeah, you're like, we don't need this classic video from years ago Whoosh, right in the trash. And have you ever done this? You've got, let's say, for instance, now in this business, I've got recorders and cables and headphones and mics like crazy. Have you ever, though, thrown something out that you've had and haven't used for years? Yeah, and as like, I don't even soon know what as you is. throw it out, within a week, you need it. Yeah. Where's the charging cable for this thing? It's very uh, odd looking. Oh, it, I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> yes, I do that all the time. It drives me nuts. But I'm sure that film is gone. I, don't, I have no idea if I still have it. I'm lucky I got my wedding video. Well, Jerry, me and Eddie Schizzeri in particular wish you a happy birthday. Eddie doesn't care. Oh, that's true. What else do I have here for you? I already said it. You don't need to play it. Thanks. Jerry, um, was this Eli Manning having fun, or was this Eli Manning taking a shot at Chris Sims since Chris Sims is now a NFL analyst? I think Eli Manning was being honest. Eli Manning uh, tweeted out a picture of a magazine. And he said, found this old magazine today. It was a picture of Eli Manning as a quarterback at Ole Miss and Chris Sims as quarterback at Texas. And it says, uh, Eli Manning says, found this old magazine today. I forgot Chris Sims played football. No, I didn't realize that was the quote. Okay. That sounds uh, like a shot. I would say that could be a shot. Has says Sims been critical of Eli? Probably. Then you know what? If you're Eli, <laughs> you've got all the right to go right back at him. <laughs> yeah, I do like it. I wonder if Chris Sims responded to this on Twitter. Uh, maybe he's not a big Twitter person. And l- I'll yes, I'll say Sims. this for Sims: tough son, ton, uh, tough sob for sure, especially with what he went through when he got injured. But he didn't exactly have a Hall of Fame career, right? So if you're Eli Manning, you got to be looking at him like, excuse me, like that's the funny thing about the, it's the equivalent of 
a producer at a small local station, or I could even say a big station, but not in New York. Say, you know, I don't know, pick out another, like a, a top 50 uh, city. Give, Eddie, give me a top 50 city. Atlanta. Mm, that's, that's top 10. Yeah, I want I want something like Tampa. In, the, in the 30s and 40. Okay, that would be like, how about West Palm Beach? All right, Jerry, fair That enough. would be like a, a sports radio producer or just a radio producer that's been, you know, making his living in West Palm criticizing you for what you've done. You'd be like, who the hell? Excuse me, I didn't even know you were in the business. What? Right, I'd be like, come at me, I'm a man. But no, but that's like the equivalent in our business to what Eli that's probably true. looks at it as. That's yeah. true, Jerry. So, yeah, he played, but, I mean, he was two, He was an MVP in the Super Bowl twice. Right. Chris Sims's career isn't something that, you know, while, yes, he can – he can be proud that he made it to the NFL and was an NFL quarterback. His career isn't going to go down in the anals, as Chris Russo would say, as one of the greatest of all time. Balls. <laughs> He'll go down as a guy who was nearly killed by the position. Yeah. This is amazing. How many times do you think Chris Sims sat here next to us? Many times. A lot, right? Yes. Dozens. He could have been dead from a split spleen. Yeah. That's an interest. That's a fun story, I would say. I know you'd like to see my scrotum. Mm-hmm. I would not. Thank you. Me neither. But I mean, thanks. Turtles for in a half shell. Turtle, Turtle power. power. Yeah. Joey Chestnut, Jerry. He's a competitive eater. We're still talking about this guy. I am. Yeah, because he ate thirty-three boneless wings. And then we had Boomer did the boneless wing challenge with Craig five years ago, and he ate three of them. He did boned wings, like wings with bones. That was so disappointing. It was very odd. He had no interest. I don't think he was feeling well that day, and he did not eat competitively. Joey Chestnut ate 33 boneless wings in 90 seconds. Uh, Boneless. I'm not interested in eating wings in 30 or 90 seconds. I'll pass. You? What about tonight? No. But it does as much as um, I could not eat 33 boneless wings in 90 seconds, I feel like I was expecting a higher number from uh, Joey Chestnut. Well, he might have been able to put down more, but that's in 90 seconds. Right, 90 seconds. Oh, that's a boneless wing every 2.9 <laughs> seconds. Think boneless. about that. Boneless. And I've seen you eat wings. It takes you 90 seconds just to start really getting into one. I always go for boneless over well, yeah. boned wings. You don't want to be boned. No, I don't want to like – I feel weird eating an animal's bones. I know you've said that before. And, and yet, what did you eat for dinner the other night with your uh, with your Chicken. Were chicken. You, your wings, didn't you? Or chicken legs? I had chicken thighs. Chicken th- when there's bones in that. Uh this was this was boneless. Boneless thighs? Boneless. But there's gotta be a uh, there's no bone in a thigh. I got there bone. normally is, but I got boneless. Boneless. Thighs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid, I swear. Boneless. Oh man. All right, we're boneless here on the warm up show, and uh, we are gonna bo- take I a time like out. The way you say boneless in boneless. the Boneless. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. Boneless. Yeah, well, listen. I think you were talking about boneless ribs in that one. How could you have a boneless rib? They have boneless ribs. The rib ribs. is a bone. <laughs> boneless. That's what the rib is. It's a bone. Not a McRib. I'm not talking about a McRib. You could get boneless ribs at a, like a Chinese food But then it's not a rib. You're just getting rib meat. It's a big difference. Boneless. Boneless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. And then it's Boomer and Geo on a Friday. Right now, Amy Lawrence examines the Deshaun Watson situation. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Boneless.
All right, welcome back. <laughs> Knicks won last night. Devils won. Islanders lost. NCAA tournament underway. What else, Al? My orthodontist friend um, Scott sent me Chris Sims's reply to Eli Manning. He replied, good afternoon, Eli. I can take it from the second best Giants quarterback of all time. There you go. Booyakasha. Yeah, okay. I see the Giants signed Mike Lennon, who is the only guy who has a worse neck than me. I mean, that guy's got an odd <laughs> He's got an odd neck. The Giants better hope he never plays. I would love a photograph with Mike Lennon. Just two well, guys with long necks. I got a, I have a picture of your thigh with my uh seven year old's thigh, so now you gotta get a picture with a thirty one year old neck. I wanna get a picture of me and Mike Lennon. We're both in V necks. Just no hats on or anything, just us showing off our long necks. Do you find that to be the most unattractive part of you? My neck, yeah. That you could see visibly. Well, yeah. Sure my, I mean, I'm not talking about when you're nude. I'm sure my butt is no prize. <laughs> <laughs> and you've looked at it. Yeah, I've seen it. So you're sure it's no prize. Yeah, it's flabby. Even No, it's like even for having no squats, Al, you've got to do squats. It's March Madness on the fan.